I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, luminary. John Denman. John Denman. Welcome to this week's episode of Drink of Ages. Uh, it is myself, Tom Painter, and not John Denman. Uh, Denman is... Well, we were just talking about this. Um, we don't know where Demon is. Um, I was told he was dead. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, he, he he may be dead. No, he's probably not dead. Sure. He's but he is probably dead on the beach somewhere. Uh, he's a man who likes vacations, and he's on one right now in South Padre uh, with his wonderful family. Um, so you just have me today, and today we are back at Elder Sons Brewing. With Robert, who is not wearing an Elder Sun shirt. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> I get so much crap for that. If you can't tell that I work here, that's uh, your own problem. But I only wear free shirts. Uh, you, are, you are quickly becoming very renowned in this industry, sir. Oh, well. As a black hole of death and destruction. <laughs> <laughs> um, last time we were here... Um, we lost a segment, and we had to redo it from scratch. Uh, the first segment, John for- forgot to hit record, or did, did hit record. Something happened. No, it's true. We did lose the first segment, and then I don't. And we had rem- to fake through the second one, and but or do it over again. There was like, it was already a long night. I don't remember the third segment. I remember telling my wife, I was like, I need to listen to that podcast because <laughs> if I need to uh, apologize. With somebody, I need to know. Uh, it was a great moment. I think uh, that's when you became a, a, a like a, a DOA sponsor. <laughs> I think we recorded a commercial that night. <laughs> we did. Like Is that commercial still running? I think it's still running. DJ Mustrach uh, has that commercial somewhere. <laughs> I know I paid for 13 months, and it hasn't been 13 months. Well, then it is still going, my friend. I have no idea what it sounds like. Um so we're back. Uh, the last time we were here, you guys have been open uh, for about four months. Right. Uh, it's been, that was January. Now it's, now it's the end of July. And what's happened? Because I'm looking around. Uh, there's a sea of people here. Uh, your mug wall has, which was apparently, was, which was going to be limited when you told us before. Now it's, I think it is your wall. It's just, there's no, it's just all of it. It's, it's. The Lifetime Mug Club was going to be limited. Uh, so just just for everybody listening, it's 175 for a Lifetime membership. You get a mug, you get a dollar off every beer, you get a dollar off every four-pack, dollar off every flight, dollar off everything. Uh, merchandise, discount on merchandise, and uh, you get a plaque on the wall. Anyway, we were going to limit it to 100. Uh, we sold all 100, and then... Uh, and then I was strong-armed into buying another 48. And I think we have another, I think we have 30 left at the moment. But uh, it is quickly covering the wall. It is quickly getting very tacky looking, for um, sure. Is it tacky or is it now just part of the decor? I mean, th- I, so every every so often, like, I'll get tagged in one of these. I'll be like, oh, like, look, like, oh, <laughs> guess who's at Elderstone's? Okay. And then it's like you can kind of get lost up here. To you see, are like, one of the superstars on the wall, for sure. 
Oh, well, thank you. You are noticed on the wall. Like, hey, that guy owes me money. <laughs> he said he's broke. How did yeah, he get that? <laughs> he's with No Label? I'm like, yeah, I think he owns most of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I own very little of No Label. <laughs> However, uh, my... Well, I'm creating... <laughs> I am... You're creating a mystique I'm about creating it? creating a mystique for you, yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah, it, it's uh, money that's been funneling from his adult video business <laughs> that he's been running on the side off Telephone Road. Um... He is he is a pleasure of a man, if you know what I mean. Yeah. He's also into male pleasure. Um, so, and I'm, but on top of those things, and, and more importantly, there's a huge congratulations that goes to you guys. You guys have, uh, in your first year, uh, got the mantle of MVB from Houston Beer Chronicle, uh, Houston's most valuable uh, brewery. It is uh, so... I know, I know a little bit about this. Spindle Tap has, you know, they, they seized it, I believe, the, the first two years, and then uh, No Label seized it uh, in 2020. Uh, I believe I believe Megaton seized, seized it last year, and now and now you guys uh, joined that kind of esteemed list. And yeah. it's always it's a lot of fun because whenever they they post the updates on on about people voting, you know, see the breweries are like neck and neck and like. People are getting ahead, and and I know, and I know uh, the guys over at Beer Chronicle, Anthony. They're always clearing out duplicate emails, and they're always trying their best to to, to keep it above board. But uh, so big congratulations to you guys. Ah, thanks. So uh, the first thing I want to say about that is that that like uh, what those guys do for the large breweries and the small breweries and the mid breweries, right? I mean. Uh, not everybody's got a whole lot of money to spend on marketing, so Houston Beer Chronicle, you know, like just those guys going around drinking everybody's beers and sticking an Instagram post or a Facebook post, something like that. I mean, that's huge on its own. I mean, just to get one of those guys into your brewery drinking your beer and... Uh, and uh, saying something whether it's kind whether it's not i mean yeah. you're gonna get some sort of notice out of that you know what i mean so um doing this in our first year i mean um the main thing that i can say is that uh it's uh certainly feels good to be liked right so so in the first year we've got a bunch of customers that uh like us, like to come back, like to drink our beer. Um, one of the coolest thing is that uh, one of the main comments was that was that uh, great staff, super friendly, had a great time sitting at the bar having a conversation, that sort of stuff. You know, we've got a great staff here. Um, uh, that's one of the main things that I'm. Mostly proud of is just a really cool staff. I mean, whenever you walk into this brewery and it's empty uh, on a Wednesday at three or on a Friday at three or something like that, and it's empty, we still want you to feel super welcome. Just come and sit at the bar, and we'll have a conversation with you. I mean, um, uh, yeah, I mean, incredible. I mean, it's a Tuesday right now. We started our run club a couple of weeks ago, and now our Tuesdays are just, you know, out of control. So, um, well, runners do like to drink. 
Well, it, 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 they go together hand in hand. Runners like the half off all beer too, right? So, oh, so it has something to do with the discount, I'm sure as well. But, but no, I mean, um, there's a lot of cool things that'll come with uh, uh, you starting a brewery. And my wife actually asked me a question about it, like, like so, so, how does this make you feel? And I sat there and I thought about it, you know, and I thought, uh, you know. If you're going to start a brewery, and the worst thing is is that you make a couple of friends, ah, it's worth it. You know what I mean? This could end in a couple of months, and it would still be worth it because I made a bunch of great friends. And it sounds super cliche, and it sounds very awe, you know, that's a cute puppy sort of feeling sort of thing. But, uh, no, I mean, it's been great, man. It's been super awesome. I mean, uh since I last talked to you guys last January, I mean, we've started getting our kegs out to market. That's awesome. We'll start to can uh, for only taproom sales next month. Uh, well, I'm, 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 I'm brewing like crazy, so I'm, it's a great uh, time, man. Very impressed that, uh, you know, you guys have a good staff. And uh, seven months ago, I don't think you guys had a staff. So It was uh, just me. <laughs> <laughs> it was just me. So I think a lot of those comments about, you know, the staff being very. Fr- I mean, you are si- you are still here every day, right? For the most part. Whenever we were here uh, last, I was only open Thursday through Sunday, and now we're open uh, seven days a week. That's awesome. And Thursday through Sunday, it was just me serving beer, me and a couple of other servers, uh, but uh, Thursday Friday it was mainly me. Yeah, so before so, I asked you to to come on today, I did check your hours because I was like, oh, wait, he was completely closed last time. But then I checked, I was like, oh, he's open. You know, small changes. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, uh, that was one of the main things that I wanted to do, right? I wanted to get, uh, wanted to be open seven days a week. I wanted to get our kegs out to market, and I wanted to sell our cans in the tap room. And uh, we've almost got them all three done. I mean, we should we should have the cans out in the tap room hopefully by next month. Oh, so that's incredible. Stop in, grab a four pack. Yeah. The um Yeah, the last time you were on the show, it it was definitely a humdinger. And then uh <laughs> they cut to it was like the following Monday I had to Uber home. Yes. Yeah. Uh wise choice. Uh <laughs> yeah. and then cut cut to the following Monday, uh my uh uh my, like like uh my good good brother Val, he he calls me up on a Monday morning and then next thing you know I hear uh it's me, Robert, from Elders. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. These people, it's like the gatekeeper and the key master. You do not want to get these people together. <laughs> this was, uh, and, I was and, and Val was like, I have a Pink Boots meeting at, uh, at No Label tonight. I'm like, uh, like, I'm coming there. And I was like, have you guys started drinking? It's like, oh, a little bit. It's like, it's 9 a.m.? Have you heard the story about that? Have you heard the whole story? No, I have not. Okay, so, uh, all right. So, <laughs> Val had just bought his seven barrel system and i talked to val and i said i want to come by and see your fermenters because uh, i am in the market for some new fermenters so i show up 8 30 on a monday morning i look at the fermenters for a good you know maybe 20 minutes 15 yeah. minutes clear, clear out your whole day for a 20 minute <laughs> no uh i was gonna brew that afternoon that 
The plan was go look at the fermenters, come back, brew that afternoon. We'll be good. Uh, I looked at the fermenters. We went up to uh, his tap room, tried a bunch of his beer with Brian. Sure. Went to the back, tried some of the... Other things? Other things. Yeah. And then uh, Val's son, you know, they're right next door to a Wendy's. I gave Val's son my credit card, and I said, <laughs> get one or two of everything on the menu. He comes back 30 minutes later. We eat it all. Uh, I'm on 610, heading north. I exit at my house, get on my couch, go to sleep around 3 o'clock. My kids <laughs> get home around 4 and ask me how my day was. As you wouldn't be surprised, uh, that's not the first time that Wendy's situation has happened. This happened <laughs> narrow week after the podcast here. So let's just say my marriage was not weakened, but was certainly, uh, there were questions uh, well, that week. Over this past weekend, and we'll, and we'll get and we'll get into details in the the next segment. Uh, Everything's good now, though. No uh, worries. So there was. I did actually finally get to meet your wife. You did very Saturday. Yeah. Uh, you you are dating up, sir. Oh, she's gorgeous, and yeah. she must love you so much <laughs> to tolerate so much. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but you know, uh, but that's you know. I think the reason why that like sometimes I consider you to be like this black hole. Of sorts is because good times are had. You make people feel good. Oh. Like you're very sociable. Oh, you're very knowledgeable. Oh. Like the beer is like fantastic. Thanks. And um, we're about to wrap up uh, this segment, but the next beer I have to try is this hazy. The big belly. The the, the big belly. Big belly. So over the, over this past weekend, and we'll get into it. There was this event at the Museum of Natural Science. It was an event that sold out, um, and it was an amazing craft beer event under T-Rexes and butterflies. Yeah. I mean, it was it was phenomenal. And my sales manager, uh, Jacob Asbill, he's he was just raving today about about, about your hazy. Ah, oh, thanks. So uh, that's that's going to be on the list once I down this beer, which is also very good. Your mother was a hamster. So real quick. The great thing about uh, all of all of these, you know, uh, museum festivals and everything else, is that I really love it whenever just like all our customers see like all of the breweries hanging out with each other and and like how everybody like like really gets along and hangs out and so forth. You know. Well, at least everyone on the main floor. <laughs> 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 and with, and with that being said, and that, yeah. and that shade being thrown, uh, 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 we are going to break. This is Drink of Ages on ESPN. We'll be right back. Hello, everyone. This is uh, Trevor Brown from Lone Pine Brewery coming at you from Magnolia, Texas, home of Yellow Rose IPA. 
We're new in cans. I don't know if you've seen. We're now in aluminum, yellow rose, gentleman's Rose nitro, Jabberwocky, and Zenos. We'll be doing seasonals and Zythopal releases every quarter. So join us at our beer garden, open seven days a week. We've got live music, food trucks. Kids and dogs are welcome as long as they're nice. Find us at LonePine.com on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks, everybody. Hey, y'all. This is Andrew, the Mayor Mitchum, owner and brewer at Senate Avenue Brewing Company. Here's the top five reasons you should bring the whole family to come and see us. Number one, air conditioning. Number two, tasty cold craft beer brewed by yours truly. Number three, burgers, tacos, pizzas, and pretzels. Number four, brunch on Sundays. Number five, our cozy, breezy patio. Drop in any day of the week for lunch or dinner. We'll save a table for you. Hey, y'all. This is Shane with New Magnolia Brewing Company. We are a family-owned and operated brewery located at 1616 Bevis Street here in the historic Houston Heights. New Magnolia Brewing serves up a high-rotation, high-variety of finely crafted beers, everything from our award-winning lagers to modern IPAs, funky sours, and, of course, classic European styles. Our taproom is open seven days a week, so come enjoy our spacious, open indoor taproom or one of our large outdoor seating areas. We have plenty of on-site parking and free off-site street parking. We are family-friendly and dog-friendly, so bring your littles with you. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at New Magnolia Brewing. And we're back at Drink of Ages Radio. I'm Tom Painter. John Denman, uh, still missing somewhere on the beach Not in uh, South Padre. Uh, maybe, or on a hike somewhere in Big Bend. Uh, can really go either way. Uh, we are over at Elder Sun uh, Brewing Co. Uh, talking a little bruiseology. Real quick. Does John, does he come back with the beard? The beard? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, he comes back with the beard, and he comes back with no beer. What if he comes back... With no beard, would you recognize him? John has. Uh, would anybody recognize him? John has him? threatened to do this uh, <laughs> many times over. He, he's also threatened to leave this show many <laughs> times over, and uh, so we're hitting ten years in uh, what's it February? It's just so, so uh, that's ten years of being like I've had enough, and then it's like I'll take one more. <laughs> I'll go to Vegas for that show. Well, John has to recharge the battery sometimes. That's why he has a 20 vacation a year plan. <laughs> He's a great dude, and uh, I can only imagine how much he bench presses. You know, you know, you know. It's funny. So John has, and this is a wild tad tangent. But for all of you guys listening, he's a very solid guy. If you like grab John, his shoulders, John has a strong, a very manly physique, and you wouldn't think this guy eats as much as he does and drinks as much as he does but i so i'm in this chat group with john and i have been for like nine years uh and it is just constant like like he has a he'll drink and eat here and then he'll go home he'll make himself a little snack <laughs> uh kelly kelly uh, his wife who, who's uh she uh she's a nurse who works shifts she'll come home be like ah. Oh, Let's go grab something at the bar nearby. All right, do that. And then, uh, and then he comes back, takes a little nap, nap, wakes up in the morning. His kids go off to school. Eh, make a little breakfast. He'll like, it's like some bacon, some eggs. He'll, because he'll take pictures. He'll send this off. But then he'll go back to sleep. 
Go sleep for another hour, two hours. Wake back up. All right. 200 push-ups. Time to start the day. He goes to the spindle tap, uh, does whatever he does. Okay, curls. Um, uh, and then, you know, that's lunchtime again. So there's about two, three hours between every meal John does. That, that's about eight meals a day. Um, He's solid, though. It's, it's amazing. He, got, he has a metabolism. I think it's like, it's like Samson and Delilah, right? <laughs> so if he gets rid of that if beard. If he gets rid of the beard, it's he's going to just, just be like Santa Claus. <laughs> yes. Opposite. <laughs> yes. Uh, Santa. Oh, like, yeah. like lose the beard, you go. Bleh. Yeah. It's, uh, no, uh, John is an, <laughs> an incredibly handsome man. Uh, he wears T-shirts, flip-flops, uh, cargo shorts. I've seen him in jeans once, and uh, that's about it. I don't need to see him. It's like it's like a real Yeti. If I were John, I would cut off every sleeve on every shirt if I were him. That is how much I look up to that man. That's anyway. That's uh, incredible. The museum. Let's go back. So, Focus. Switch, switch, switching back to craft beer and, and less John Denman. It's gonna be a special segment that like like <laughs> like, like we have online <laughs> late night with John Denman. Exactly. <laughs> Just, just people in the craft beer industry just just going off about John. It's like, what do you think happens when you go? Oh, also, <laughs> 30 minutes of it is just I, humming into the mic. I, I, I have been friends with John for <clears throat> a long, long time now. I, fir- I, finally, I finally went to his house this year. And the way I had built up in my head was some sort of Lord of the Rings, wizarding, like, craft beer. Like, this is the cleanest and nicest ha- like whatever Ke- Kelly is doing over there, like yeah. he has a Zen garden in the back. <laughs> is Breaking just, sand and shit, or what? Yeah. <laughs> He's like a Zen garden with chickens. There's it, chickens. It's this is. You gotta get that protein from somewhere, man. It's, it's just. Oh, there are his pets. <laughs> the uh, but any case, switching back to bruzology. Um, Bruzology happened this past weekend. Uh, it was amazing to have so many people from from Valentin's to Huff uh, to you guys, uh, Spindle Tap. I mean, it was just that first floor, that main floor, was uh, it, it was a banging. It was killer, right? I mean, um, the first time that I saw the map, uh, I'm not going to lie, my first thought was, they stuck me in the back. And then I get there, and I'm like, uh, I'm you- in between the T-Rex and the Velociraptor. This is awesome. You, you were in the best <laughs> photo spot, for sure. It was a great photo spot. Uh, but, like, um, you know, they gave you a server, so you didn't have to hang out at your table the whole time. So I think everyone in the industry kind of gave up after about 90 minutes or so. And just left And then all server. of a sudden, like... Like everyone made their way back for a little bit, but all of a sudden you have like Val showing up at like it's like what about your tent? Learn about it. Yeah. <laughs> I was the same way. I was like, uh, uh, let's gonna go. Like we went to so y'all's corner was awesome because it was it was a party corner. It was you guys. It was Val. It was true anomaly. Yes. Right. Like just a great corner. So it's a World Beer Cup uh, winning corner. Yeah. So Melanie and I. Went straight to y'all's corner, hung out, drank. Um, one of my partners, Mike, and his wife were there with us as well. We went back and checked, and man, we must have laid out 180 koozies, 300 stickers, just gone. Well, this event was so just this, gone. So this is the second year they've done this event. 
Uh, it, it, it is a uh, it, it is a national outfit. They they, they do it at, at a few cities all like all around the country. Uh, they definitely have their shit together. Um, the last year's event uh, I did not attend, but I heard it was incredibly fun and incredibly well organized. Yeah. And then I think that word of mouth definitely played into this event because this event was sold out. They released a few more tickets. I mean, everyone was going online, including Darnell. I had to get the, on the extra ticket <laughs> list. Uh, Darnell, who's on the third mic. Get yourself closer to that mic, Darnell. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, it was, um, yeah, it was just a fantastic, like, event. And, and to see so many people in the industry there, uh, like, hanging out, it, it was like a guild meeting, but with actually people consuming everyone's beer, right? Oh, yeah, great. I mean, um, walking around, I mean, uh, uh, I finally got a chance to meet the guys from Frankenbolts. Yeah. Great dudes. That is a mammoth of a man and has has just uh, just one of the nicest human beings I've ever met in my life. A great guy. Uh, uh, stopped by Klaus, Galveston Bay. I mean, just, 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 you know, had to make it... A, I did make it up to the second floor because uh, where my tent was, you you just look up and you're like, equal parts. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to stop by that one. Equal parts, sure. back pew. Just, that's a good time on that exactly. floor. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the fourth floor, um, they, uh, there were some stories. good people up there, but they were definitely kind of exiled. It's hard have to make Bob it. out there, though. Well, that's right. Papa was up there, and like I had some fr- I had some friends at, at at Boulevard, like that were up there. They were just the fourth floor was a hard place to get to. You it were, was hard to get to. Yeah, you, you were all. Everyone was kind of like gravity. It was just kind of close. Yeah. It was a sea of people, and all those people tr- trying out beers that they've never tried before, asking questions like, "Where is this brewery?" And the fact that, especially on that main floor, all those breweries were mainly Houston breweries. Yeah, and everybody knew each other, right? And it was. No. And we had the benefit of good food down there, too. It was just a freaking party, right? Yeah. So, like, everybody knew each other. Everybody was hanging out. Everybody was shooting photos. I mean... Um, well, especially in your area. And, like, <laughs> at the end of the last segment, um, it's great for everybody who's not, you know, in the brewery scene uh, to see all of us hang out. And that, they're like, we all get along. You know what I mean? Like, like... Um, Val and you aren't winning World Cup, and I'm over here like, screw those guys. I got better beer than them. I don't, number one. Number two, I'm super happy for you guys, right? Like, yeah. like it's really cool just to hang out and, and like, uh, like, like, it's just a great time because we really don't get to get out that I mean, often. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's great for the industry. It's, it's like... So there are guild meetings that happen every third Monday of every month, and and a lot of industry hangs out. But this is one of those events that a lot of industry they were trying everyone's beer, right? So yeah. like our sales manager, uh, uh, Jacob Asbill, who's he used to work at Buff, he's worked at Silver Eagle, now works for us. The he had your beer for the first time after hearing it, and like, and he was just like, oh, it's so good, you need to try their like 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 their hazy double hazy, you need like you need to get over there. It's like. Like, it'll screw you up. Like, it's great. And uh, having it right now, yeah, I'm on my way. It'll mess you up. <laughs> and we it's, had the benefit of uh, having beer taste in Houston, take a picture in front of our booth, so more people were introduced to our hazy and stuff like that, so that was pretty cool as well. 
Yeah, so that's one of the things that I've been trying to work on, right? It's like, uh, how do you market, right? Like, do you do you do the social media? Because you still got to get everybody to follow you, so they see you and everything like that. And it's so stuff like this, right? So like this, and then we're doing the smash beer competition at Spindle Tap Smash um, Fest. Smash Fest. Tickets are on sale now. In October. John, October. John, needs, John needs me to say this. It's going to be a blast. Also, a Spindle Tap coming up. Paul Wall. Paul Wall's Labor Day picnic coming up at Spindle Tap. Get your tickets now um, in, in partnership that. with Drink of Ages Radio. You also yeah. have the uh, event uh, in August at Saloon Door as well. Oh, yeah. So we've got the thing in August at uh, Saloon Door. What's happening? At, oh, the Houston Beer Guide. Yeah. 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 And then we've got... Uh, so August, and then we've got uh, October 22nd. Well, so the first week in October, we'll have Oktoberfest here at the brewery. October 22nd is our one-year anniversary. Uh, that's going to be that's going to be just a freaking party. I invite both of you guys out. Has has her has her wife giving you a pass for this, or will she be your partner in crime? She will be in apartment room crime, but uh, she will probably leave early because we have a bulldog that likes to urinate everywhere. Makes sense. And then I will Uber <laughs> home. But then uh, October 29th, Smash Fest, right? Yeah. Super looking forward to that. I'm trying to talk John into allowing fruit, but he's not budging. Um, but, yeah, I mean. Uh, the, the, the event at Saloon Door, I think, will be really good for you guys because that's certainly an, a part of town that it's. Like, Elderson? Who? Where? I mean, that's like, because that's, Houston is such a interesting city, right? We're, 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 we're 90 minutes away from ourselves. It's, uh, uh, I will surprise you, sir, with this. So, our distro is primarily outside of the Beltway and south on 45. Really? So, we're currently in uh, 31 different spots, and they're all in... Friendswood, Webster, Alvin, Galveston, in Dickinson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, my sales guy uh, lives down there. So um, a lot of the beer that we sell. Like, uh, hey, if anybody's on the Strand this summer, we're in four <laughs> different spots on the Strand. Bruce Brothers, uh, Stuttgarten, the Proletariat. Murphy's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're uh, like, like, we're a lot of spots down south. You know what I mean? So, um, you got the southeast on a lockdown? Yeah, the southeast on a lockdown, man. <laughs> I mean, uh, so, uh, we, we, we kind of covered this that. last week that you have the center of Houston and then you have, you kind of have north to northwest Houston. And then you also have southeast Houston. These are the quadrants. Of the thirstiest areas of Houston. Yeah. Southwest, no good. Northeast, no good. <laughs> every th- on these different sides and in the center, everything's very thirsty. Like, on the southwest side of Houston, it's nothing. I, I have Texas Leaguer, like, like, down here. I, I'm, I'm a man alone. I have no places to go. I have to go either way west or way south in order for, for it to pick up again. Exactly. It's a no man's land. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the same thing could be said about, like, 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 like northeast. I mean, there's a lot of stuff on 45 going north and 59 yeah, yeah. going north. But once you go on the east, there's nothing in there. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's a desert. 
Especially if you get like right in the middle. So like right on 99, uh, somewhere like uh, just east of 45 on 99. If somebody were to open a brewery right there, they'd kill it. Just absolutely, just kill it. They'd kill it, man. Where else is she gonna go? You know. I'm a, I'm a strong believer that uh, every section of Houston should have kind of their own craft beer, craft brewery to call home. Same here. Um, I think every neighborhood need, needs that spot, and uh, and you know, uh, good beer uh, is like a rising tide. You know. I, I, everybody. Uh, so one of, one of the reasons that we opened this spot is is because we just wanted to be a neighborhood a neighborhood spot, right? Uh, uh, if we take a step back in time, right? Like every neighborhood had its own little watering hole and they made their own alcohol. So it'd be great to get back to that. And with that being said, it's time to go on another break. Because uh, I'm not done with this beer, but I'm going to finish it. And then we're going to move on to the next one. Um, which is going to be what, Robert? Oh, we'll probably do Midi Back. Midi Back is an amber. It's uh, super popular. And it's one of the beers that I'm the most uh, most proud of right now. All right. This time with Drinking of Ages, we'll be back with Beers Reloaded as we go into the final round, the last segment. See you later. Decca Beer Company off 494, just north of Kingwood, is a brewery you should know about and stop by. 20 taps with rotating experimental beers and other excellent beers brewed true to style. Nice air-conditioned tap room for the whole family and a large patio with beer, wine, cider, soft drinks, plus food trucks on site. Also a great place to hold your next event. Tap room is open Wednesday through Sunday and look for Decca Beer Company on tap around the Houston area and check them out online at DeccaBeer.com. That is D-E-C-A Beer.com. They have something for everyone. Hey, good beer drinkers, this is John Denman from Drink of Ages Radio inviting you out to Spindle Tap Brewery. Less than 15 minutes north of downtown, Spindle Tap is making some of the best beers around. IPAs, double IPAs, lagers, and stouts. Definitely going to find your next favorite beer. Come out and be ready to play, though. Nine-hole championship putt-putt, basketball court, baseball and kickball field, disc golf, or just kick back in the air-conditioned tap room. Great food, excellent beers, and a badass time. Check out Spindle Tap Brewery, Spindle Tap, that's T-A-P, SpindleTap.com. Hi, it's Tom from No Label Brewing down in Katy, Texas. Come out and visit us seven days a week in historic Katy, right between the silos. If it's the weekend, it's live music, it's beer releases, it's food trucks, vendors, HHS markets, more. Can't make it on the weekend? Don't worry, we're open seven days a week. So coming out for bingo nights, trivia nights, run clubs, there's so much going on out here between the silos. So if you're looking for craft beer and a good time, come out to Katy, Texas, come out to No Label. KT Wellness, our friends down in Dickinson, is where you need to go if you're feeling sluggish, non-energetic, and non-motivated, not just when you're hungover. Get to know your numbers. As we get a little older, our hormone levels change, men and women. KT Wellness can help. Weight loss, hormone optimization, low testosterone, B12, Botox, and more. Stop in and tell them that you heard it on Drink of Ages and get a free B12 shot. KTWellness.com. Why not feel your best again? KTWellness.com.
back in the final segment, the final round of Drink of Ages Radio. Uh, we are with Robert and Darnell from Elder Sun Brewing Company on our second time here in the year 2022. Um, and this place is a poppin'. Uh, also, uh, DJ Mustrats, uh making us sound pretty and deleting all the things that uh, you wish you could hear, but uh, you probably shouldn't. So, Robert, final segment. I got, I got now multiple beers in front of me. I'm a happy man. <laughs> we got you a wit. We got you uh, something right from the bright, right? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That's uh, that's uh, our blonde Olga. That's the raspberry rendition of Olga. It's very refreshing. Oh man, I think we really hit that one. Um, and then uh, in the so when for you say we, off, is it is it who's brewing back there? Ah, it's me, but uh, it's a whole. T- <laughs> <laughs> Holy hell! <laughs> Elderson's a team, though. Elderson's a team. It is just that's Rod Space back there. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's allowed to come back there, but it is it is a team effort. It is a team effort. Uh, speaking of teams, uh, Darnell's here. A good hire. Darnell has been a kind of a, a fixture in the craft beer industry uh, for a while. Uh, big time fan, first time into craft beer, actually working on a brewery. Hmm? Is it the first? No. Let me step Definitely in on this real quick. On a brewery. <laughs> no, but hold on. So, so this man is one of the founders of the Crafty Brothers. Uh, he was just elected to the legislature for the Texas Craft Beers Guild. Guild. Uh, everybody that sits at the bar loves this guy. I mean, uh, whenever he walks in for a shift, he always gives me a bump and a hug. And I'm not a toucher. <laughs> I'm not a hugger. All right. In fact, whenever my wife saw him give me a hug, she was like, what the heck, man? I was like, I don't know. He's just, uh, he makes me feel comfortable. You know what I mean? Like, uh, he's just a great dude, man. I mean, I couldn't be luckier to have this guy on staff, for sure. Uh, He is definitely all those things. and and, But to me, and for some of the people that know Darnell, well, he's also a runner. (laughs) Quotations. Well, no, you run. You got Brooks. He ran today. He ran today. Dad shoes and all. No. Oh yeah. But 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 but, but uh, th- th- this man can, can put away 13 miles. He can put away 13 beers. For sure. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> so uh, yeah, your team your team's coming nicely. You're surrounding yourselves with good people. Uh, you get you got MVBs. You're at beer festivals. Other beer festivals coming up. It seems like you guys are making a good year one, and you still got a few months to spare. Yeah, man, it's going great. I mean, I couldn't have imagined more. I mean. Uh, uh, Little distro will start to can next month. I mean, uh, all the festivals. I mean, uh, you know, uh, one of the cool feelings is new beer festivals that are happening. Whenever somebody calls you up and says, hey, do you want to be a part of it? Um, that's a great feeling. Just like the whole like, like, like. I would have never thought that uh, so eight months ago that anybody would ever ask me just to be in a part of a beer fest, you know? So, like, um, 
this industry is very welcoming, but you also have you a, a killer component called good beer. Yeah. So like, <laughs> not to say that I'm not not uh, what's the word? I mean, like like not to say that I have like low self-esteem or anything like that, but I would have never, I would have never expected where we're at right now in less than one year, right? And it has to do with a lot of, like, like just hiring great people. Uh, I've got, uh, all my partners are great people. I mean, uh, it's a lot of work. My wife letting me come home at like 3 a.m. in the morning and just not giving me <laughs> shit about it. I didn't curse there, so. So, um, like, hey, so, like, um, you know, it's been a whirlwind for sure and a lot of struggles. And there's a lot of mornings whenever I wake up and, you know, were you to ask me, like, hey, will you sell the brewery? I'd be like, 30 bucks and a taco, man, and it's yours. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of mornings like that. But, uh, I mean, there's, you know, there's also moments like this where I wouldn't sell it for millions of dollars. You know what I mean? Like, like. <laughs> and do what? I, I have all the things I want. These are me nice. personally working here. The best thing about the brewery is it grew organically. Nothing here is forced. Like all these customers here are locals, or even if they're not locals, everything's organic. People come here because they love the beer. They love the atmosphere. And it's like I said, Rob doesn't force himself on anybody. Rob's like the most personable guy you know. It's just organic and it's good beer here, and so it's so easy to come to work. Darnell will have a job forever. <laughs> Let me just be public uh, and say that. <laughs> I worked in politics before, so I know my bad bosses. So <laughs> no names. <laughs> but it's, it's just a pleasure to come to work here because, I mean, you know you're going to have good beer. You know your customers are great. You don't have to worry about bad people. It's, it's just an awesome place to be. And the growth is just going to expand year by year uh, when more people find out about us. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely be lying, should I say, that uh, there aren't, like, negative days where you're like, what the hell did I just do, right? Because, you know... Well, you are in craft beer, and, like, well, and, and as I have, like, every once in a while I run to someone who's like, oh, I'm, I'm looking to make this much, this much, or I would like to make this, and I'm just like, you went to craft beer to make money? <laughs> you're not going to make anything. Like, 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 that's not why, like, and, 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 if you're, and at the very best, what you're going to do is you're going to put that money right back into the company so, like, so you can keep on growing it. As you should, yeah. Right? Craft beer is, it, it, it's a lot of passion. Now, it can, it can, it can provide a livelihood for yourself and whatever, but, like, like for people looking for dividends and things like that, it, it I mean, it just might, might not be exactly what you're looking for right now. If you want dividends and fun, if you want dividends and, like, real life fulfillment, you can find that. I mean, at uh, the best part of being a part of a, bre a brewery, and we've talked about this on the show many times, it's a social hub. It is a place where people have first dates. Like, someone has probably had a first date here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and those people will come back, and, and one day they will surprise you. And like really touch your heart when they're like, oh, this please, this is where we uh, had our first date, where we got engaged, where we got married, and like and like it, and like now you become a component of this tapestry of someone else's life. Yeah. You come here all the time. You'll see uh, newborn babies and stuff like that, and, and so that's just awesome because they're gonna grow with the brewery. Yeah. So speaking of uh, all the babies, I mean, there 
there are six that I can think of that uh, there were two that were uh, still in the womb whenever we opened and their mothers were coming in, they were pregnant, and uh, there are four that, that, that were just incredibly young and you see them, now I see them weekly, right? Sometimes multiple times a week. There's a couple where like they walk through the door and they see me and they smile. I mean, and it's like, uh, you know, that's not why you start a brewery, but still, I mean, you know, it's one of the side perks of like, you know, maybe we've created something where everybody can just come and hang out and, you know, maybe have a good time. Uh, yeah, some of those moms you know, are in the run club. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it all goes back to the quote that I said earlier, right? It's like, uh, say you open a brewery and the worst thing that happens is that you make a couple of friends, right? It's still worth it, right? Absolutely. Even if, like, like, say you open a brewery and you make a bunch of friends and it fails and it closes and it, you know, and you look back 30 years later and you say, man, I had a failed brewery, but I made some great friends from it. You know what I mean? And I feel like, you know, where we are right now, we can't look back at this and say that it was a failure. Wherever it goes, right? Because you never know where the world's going to go. There's I mean, a lot, there's, yeah, there's a lot that's going to be outside of your control. There's a lot going on right now. Like, I have a beer up there right now that's nine bucks. And it, yeah, man, selling a beer for nine bucks, it really bothers me. But that's just how much it costs to make that beer. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I hate selling that beer for nine bucks, and I have no control over it. And if that's why we fail, we still made a bunch of great friends. You know what I mean? Like um, you and Val, like uh, I'm always going to call you guys friends. You know what I mean? Like it's just been a great experience, you know? Good good, good beer costs money, though. That, that's something that I, uh, you know, so we, we, we barrel ate some beers over at No Label. And yeah. then, um, and we put a we put a premium on it, and uh, some people sometimes are like, "Oh, this is like like this is too high. Why is it this much?" I was like, "Cause we had to buy these barrels because because we, we had to devote time. Like a lot of there's a lot it of was nine months like like during those transfers and, yeah. and, like, and, and and then also we lose some of those barrels, right? Or or, or you're not gonna get a high APV beer. <laughs> like, like it's not guaranteed that that beer comes out as perfect as it is when you get out of that tap. Like right. so, so some might get infected, some might sour, some might you never know what what might happen. We test all those things, we go through all that. So there's a lot of stuff." There's a lot of time and care. That time and care, like, it's worth a little money. And ingredients are worth money. And all that stuff is like... Yeah. And so, but a good customer is someone that, like, sees the... Appreciates all that effort and all the work like they go into yeah. it. And that's what a $9 beer is. A $9 beer is worth the price of admission. You know, it's funny, though. Someone was ta- uh, put, put a thing online recently. I forget who it was. But they were like... Uh, they're like loggers. I, I want to say it, it was. Uh, I think the thing was Andrew from Senate, uh, who's been on the show. He was saying that he's like uh, pilsners and loggers like like should be double the price of, uh, of normal <laughs> beers. Fight me on this, you know. Yeah. And I was like, I completely get where you're coming from. It's those, two months, right? Those things sit, sit in that tank for that long, and like, and everyone thinks they're so light and refreshing. They should be. They should be so cheap. But like, it takes a long time to get to that point. If you want to make them right. Yeah, yeah, sure. The, uh, That's why I don't make loggers. 
<laughs> no, I, I uh, last year our head brewer he uh, we were he was doing a, a very uh, he was doing a kick-ass Oktoberfest, but it was in the tank for about eight weeks. Oh. <laughs> the uh, and then also he was working on two like like a lager and like a pilsner, and I I was like. It's like all, all our tanks are. You, you, have, you have three of our tanks down. We can only make. Core. Are you going on vacation? Like, like what's <laughs> happening? <I don't>, like, <laughs> because you know all these. When people look at these uh, these fermenters, like these, these things are like ovens, and like and everything goes in the oven, and uh, it they all have to come out at a certain time, and yeah. and and yeah, typically you're talking about two to three weeks. But uh, some of them, they can go in there for a long, long time, and the, Absol- and the longer they're in, right. the less beer you can push out. But all of a sudden, and uh, and you run a pretty, you run a tap room where I assume the like the beers change out pretty very, very often, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and people expect that, right? Yeah, and, yeah. And so, but then when it doesn't, people are like, "What's up?" Yeah, <laughs> what's the new beer coming out? And it's like, uh, and it's not like you're getting more of that new beer. No, like you're just getting the same amount as anything else. It's right. just like, is it worth it? It's might be worth it to you and a. a uh, well, well, so um, we're about to brew Oktoberfest beers. We're gonna have a Marzen, we're gonna have a Munichellis, and we're gonna have a Fest beer. When are you guys brewing uh, them? Next week, because it's about that time. Next week we're brewing it. Yep. <laughs> next week. So where we're sitting. So these these three fermenters. One, two, and three on the left-hand side. Those are empty. I would like to tell everyone it's July 26th. This is just the, 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 the lay of the land. You, uh, I was talking to someone today. They were organizing an Oktoberfest dinner, and I was like, our Oktoberfest will be ready in two weeks. Uh, please buy it right then and there, and don't wait till the last week of September <laughs> exactly. because uh, we will be even past pumpkin beers at that point will be all, like, yeah, all no. on to the next thing. I know. I know. But, <laughs> we'll be on the holidays. But so, yeah. so, but uh, my, my kids were asking me a lot of questions like, uh, uh, you know, we're about to start school, blah, blah, blah. And I straight up told them, I said, hey, let me get through next week. We'll go to the zoo. We'll go to the museum. Because dad won't have anything to do for like three weeks. Because uh, I'm going to brew into those. All the seven-barrel fermenters are already full. So it's like, uh, Daddy's going to be free. I'm gonna, hey, hey, I'm going to sleep late. I'm going to I'm gonna wake up. I'm this gonna, is a lot of fun. I'm going to cook breakfast. You know what I mean? So Hold like, down the fort. So, like, I'm really looking forward to Oktoberfest in, like, in the fermenters. But once we get past that, uh, then we're going to go on a stout run. There's, uh, we're mainly going to be brewing uh, stouts and hazies from there until the end of the year. And, and the West Coast and, IPA. Uh, and we'll have a new West Coast IPA out as well. Uh, so, quick uh, question. Uh, what beers are you submitting to GABF? To GABF, it's going to be uh, Shapeshifter Mosaic, which is an IPA. I like to call that a, uh, a lotto ticket because... Uh, I have no expectations of it, but uh, you know, if you hey, meddle if you, in the IPA category, it's uh, yeah, you can make a run of it. I'll tell you that much. It's and a life changer, right? I'll be screaming like a church choir, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> it's a life changer. And then uh, the other one that I'm submitting is going to be Midiback, which is uh, which is an amber, an American amber, Centennial Amarillo. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, best of luck. Yeah, I mean. See also, happens, when, when right? you guys are at the zoo, uh, this is a this is a <laughs> this is a, a tidbit fun fact for you. Uh, St. Arnold's largest account in the city is the zoo. Is the zoo? No way. 
It, it, it is, uh, yeah, that is, a, that is a fun fact that came to my doorstep uh, a, few, a few months Even ago. Even more than the Astros? I'll the, take uh, some business no, cards. because the zoo is every day. <laughs> the zoo is every day, and there's some thirsty parents out there. <laughs> and so if you walk in, if you walk in straight to the zoo, the, the first thing in front of you, there's a small cart. You go up to it. It's, so it's only St. Arnold on tap at the zoo. There's no, there's no other craft beer. Nothing. It's only St. Arnold. There's a there's Michelob and stuff like that. But like, yeah. but only craft beer is St. Arnold, and 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 they have two taps right in front of you, right when you walk into the zoo. That's awesome. <laughs> These are dreams. These are dreams. <laughs> this of mine. is. It is. You want to see some animals? You got to drink the St. Arnold. Well, because if you, cause, well, if you think about it, it's happy hour all the time when people are there, and 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 people go there all. There is no downtime at the zoo. It's always. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Only yeah. when only when the animals sleep. So, uh, ma- so, ma- so make sure to drink plenty of uh, uh, St. Arnold when you're there. The, well, awesome. This has been um, it's been an incredible catch-up because it's like almost night and day from, from after you first started to so where you are now. You're, you're three months out from your anniversary, and, and who the hell really ne- knows where, like, where this goes. Yeah, I was just, uh, you know, the first time we did this, I was just a drunk guy wanting to drink a lot of, uh, a lot of high beer. Well, now you're a drunk you guys, guy with right? an MVB, so. Well, uh, so. I, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> if my wife is listening, I, I I am not drunk. He's not drunk. And I'm okay to drive home tonight. This is, uh, no, this is <laughs> de- definitely not what it was uh, six, seven months ago uh, in a lot of ways. That's why you bring Tom to host the show. <laughs> that every, every three months. It's the shoulders and the biceps. So the the bicep. sh- I, I, I have <laughs> lack of both those things. Hey, Rob, you want to let them know where we're located? Uh, we're located uh, here at uh, Shepherd and 11th Street, just south of 11th Street on Shepherd, 946 North Shepherd. Uh, we're right, right across the street from uh, Kroger, as we discussed in the, f- the first time I was on the show. <laughs> For an entire freaking segment, there was a there's a lot of Kroger talk. We're right across the right street from Kroger. Just slow down. When you're coming across the hill. Just slow down. <laughs> the uh, they're open seven days a week, uh, Monday through Friday, three to nine, Saturday noon to nine, and Sunday noon to seven. Got a patio. Got a you know a cozy tap room, uh, and you know great servers and so, damn good beer. Come on in and damn good beer. Yes. Uh, Robert, Darnell, thank you guys for being on the show. Uh, the beers are delicious. Also, we need to do a shout-out to the food truck. Frank and Richards. Hey, Frank and Richards uh, supplied us with some uh, some tacos. I got uh, Frank and Richards here often. They're they're all over town. Look them up on Instagram. This is some of the greasiest, tastiest Bro. I've ever had. It's just amazing. Every Tuesday, they're here for our run club. Uh, All Taco Tuesday, a lot of, uh, and our run club shows up. Oxtail tacos, shrimp tacos, and then during the weekend, fried oxtail, fried wings. I mean. Those cheeseburger egg rolls, though. This guy kills it. So That's that's great. Um, Well, DJ Mustrash, I think it's time for us to wrap up the show. Uh, John Denman, wherever you are. uh, He's probably somewhere lifting weights. Stay alive. I still no. He doesn't lift weights. That's, That's the thing, a guys. Lot. He's taking a nap and he's drinking. <laughs> um, we, uh, John, we'll see you again next week. Where? Who knows? Uh, but for all of us at Journey Pages Radio, uh, we'll see you guys next time. And uh, find us online and on ESPN. 